Hey, fam. Hello, hello, hello. Finley, I'm just letting you know I'm recording this word from my bed because I'm just getting over a cold. It's just been much in my life lately, but nevertheless, your sister is here. And I just wanted to talk to you um, about having your faith be intentional. Being intentional with your faith. Because um, I was reading, well, like all week the Lord has been talking to me about Abraham. And um, I read Genesis 12 first. And if we go to Genesis 12 real quick. Genesis 12. The call of Abram. The Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you and you know a lot of people always be like well Abraham was a wealthy man Abraham was a wealthy man but no like the blessing of Abraham is the Holy Spirit is Jesus is God um sharing his, his his the glory with us all like his son dying on the cross for all of us like that is how we are truly blessed through Abraham, it's the faith of Abraham. It's God calling Abraham and telling him to go into a, a native country. And Abraham trusting God and still, like, pushing through. It's the Lord, the Lord, what else, like, promising him a son. And even though Abraham, in the beginning, he tried to handle it his own way. But it was still that Abraham trusted God. You know, when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed, Abraham trusted God. When God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, he trusted God. He knew that this is the son you promised me. So even if I sacrifice him, I know that you have a plan. Hallelujah. And sure enough, my God had a plan. My God had a ram in the thicket waiting for Abraham. He said, do not touch the boy. And that is what. It pleases God. It's your faith. It was, can I trust you with pain? Can I even trust you with the pain? You know how Abraham had to feel that he heard the Lord tell him to sacrifice Isaac? But the Lord could trust Abraham with pain. He could trust Abraham with that pain. And that is what I hold on to i don't hold on to oh abraham all have all this wealth all this livestock and all these um servants it's not about that it's about i want to be famous for my faith like i want my faith to be pleasing to god because that's the only thing i could do i could have all this wealth i could have all the livestock i want i could have all the servants i want but if i don't have faith how can i please god these materialistic things don't please him. So I just was like, as I was just reading and I was just like, yo, our faith is what does it. Being intentional with our faith. The Lord told Abram to go to a native land, go to a, um, 
I said a native land. I'm sorry, y'all. Go to a, um, a foreign land. And he told him he was going to bless him. He told him to leave his native land. And so Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. Do you hear the act of faith he took? Back in those days, it was dangerous to leave, like, because the families would be, like, um, together because it's power in numbers. It was risky for him to leave his native land and go start in a new foreign land. It took faith. It took faith that God was going to protect Abram. And that is what pleased God. Um, Hold on. Let me see. Let's go to ver to um James two eighteen. This is like just a quick word, but I had to like really just bring this word to you because it's a blessing. It's a blessing in it if you if you you are you if you're receiving this with the right heart. It's a blessing in this, you know. Um, and let's go down verse eighteen. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish! Can't you see that faith without good deeds is dead? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened. Just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She's shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good deeds. And your sister's here to talk to you today. What is your good deed? You've been praying and you've been asking God to to move these mountains, to do these things that you are asking him to do. But what is the deeds that you have been doing? What have, if you've been trying to start a business, have you wrote out your business plan? Have you been doing research? Have you been checking the uh, statistics? Have you been looking at other, other um, people in that sector and seeing what they're doing? Have you been seeing what's trending? Have you been doing that? Have you did that? What did, what are you doing with your faith? Or are you just laying there and being like, oh, I got faith that God going to do it. But show your faith by your works. You can't be going to uh, McDonald's every, every day and then you talking about, oh, I just want to get this weight up off me. You can't be going to Wendy's and Taco Bell every day and saying, I want to get this weight up off me. What it, show me your faith by your works. Yes, God can, God can cause you to lose weight. Yes, he can. But what is your works? Faith without works is dead. And yes, sis, I love you. And that's why I'm coming here with the boldness to tell you, what is your works? What is your works? Really examine yourself and be honest with yourself. 
and ask yourself, where has my works been? I I have a plethora of a list for God, but what did I do besides write the list telling God what I want? Asking God to do these things. At first, did you seek ye first the kingdom of God before you wrote your list? Let's get that out the way. Okay, let's say you seek ye first the kingdom of God, you wrote your list. Now, what are you doing while you're waiting for everything to be added unto you? You're supposed to be walking by faith and not by sight. So if you walk in, that means you are walking through your faith. You are putting deeds out with your faith. That is walking. It doesn't say stand still and and stand with your faith. No, it says I walk by faith and not by sight. So why? What are you doing? Are you walking? Are you moving? These are the questions that I really got for y'all. Because like. It's going to produce fruit when you ask yourself this. When you start showing your deeds. Like, look, really being real with yourself. Really being real with yourself. And I love y'all family. This is just a quick word that I wanted to bring to you. Because I, I love you. And I just don't want y'all to be out here, like, getting cheated. Like, you just sitting there waiting. But God waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? The Lord let Abraham. Let's go. Let's go real quick to the chapter where um, he had to sacrifice Isaac. Um, that's is Genesis 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham got called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. You see how he prepared for what God told him to do. He was preparing. He sat he he got up early, he saddled his donkey. He took two of his servants with him alongside with with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for the fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the dirt, on the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servant. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them walked on together Isaac turned to Abraham and said father yes my son Abraham replied we have the fire and the wood the boy said but where is the sheep for the burnt offering God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering my son Abraham answered and they both walked along together do you see this man's faith God will provide Like, I need you to take that. God will provide. He will provide. But will you do what he said? Will you go meet him at the top of the mountain like he told you to? Or will you sit there and be like, well, I don't know why God would do this when he know that this is my my one and only son and I love him so much. Why would he tell me to sacrifice this? Or will you just go? 
Boy, you just go. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God you have not withheld from me even your son your only son then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in his horns in a thicket so he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son Abraham named the place Yahweh Yahweh which means the Lord will provide to this day People still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. That same mountain that is standing before you is the mountain that is going to provide what the Lord said he was going to do for you. What you feel like is unmovable, unshakable. That is what the Lord is going to use to provide for you. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and not even and not have not withheld even your son, your only son. I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and stand in the sand on the seashore. See, he said, Abraham, since you did not withhold your very own son, the son you love so much, since I see your faith in me, now I will give you my son. Who Jesus? That's what God said. He said, now I'll give you my son since now i know i can trust you since now i know that 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 you fear me you have this reverent fear for me i will give you my son who jesus since you let me test your faith since you trusted me even in the pain even in the process you trusted me all the way up to the top of the mountain i promise you my son says the lord who that's what the lord said that's what he said you gotta read between the lines child that's what he said since you trust me with your son i will trust you with mine says the lord who hallelujah glory be to god he says like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore your descendant will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me all by abraham's faith hallelujah all because of abraham's faith he all of his descendants will be counted as righteous because god god said i could trust you with my son i could trust you with my dearly loved son because you have obeyed me oh jesus hallelujah that's what abraham's faith did y'all that's what the faith of abraham did y'all then they returned to the service and traveled back to Beersheba, where Abraham continued to live. Soon after this, Abraham heard that Micaiah, his brother Nahor's wife, had borne Nahor eight sons. Okay, we done, we done, we done, we done, we done about that. But I just want you to understand how how the Lord 
since the beginning, the Lord has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you since the beginning. Do you hear me? Since the beginning, God had a plan for you. You see how he said, he said, um, where is it? First what? Verse 10, this is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me, have withheld, not even your son, you, your only son, I swear by my own name, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. The Lord already told to Abraham that you were going to conquer cities. That is a promise that the Lord made and he swore it by his own name. So I need you to pick up your mat and walk. I need you to stop sitting there having that woe is me and that pity party. I need you to get up. I need you to go. I need you to apply pressure because the enemy is applying pressure. It's not time to give up. God swore by his own name that you were going to, uh, what he said, conquer the cities of your enemies. It's time to get up because God's word will not return back to him void. And he swore that by his name. You hear me? He swore that by his name. Do you understand that? He said, I swear by my own name. He swore by his own name. This ain't even about you no more. This is about what happened years ago. And he is a God that keeps his word. So get up and I need you to start walking by faith and not by sight. Because what God said is going to happen is going to happen. Can I tell you something about the trick of the enemy? The trick of the enemy, right? The thief's sole purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. He always wants you to doubt what God said to you. But that's why you go back to his word. Because his word is bond. Can I tell you something? The word, the Lord's word is bond. He don't go back on his word. He is a man of his word. Do you hear me? That's why you always got to go back to what God said. Because the enemy have you sitting there being like, well, did he say that? No, you got God's word. Don't be like Eve in the garden and being like, well, he said not to eat it or even touch it. No, you go back to the Lord's word and you read what he said and you put that in the enemy's face and you can tell him where he could go and how he could get there. That's what your job is. It's not to sit there and, and allow him to just keep coming up against your mind. That's not what you do. You do not keep on letting the enemy come up against your mind and, and tell you what the Lord told you when you know what the Lord told you because he told it to you. Get up. It's time to go. It's souls waiting for you. It's souls waiting for you. All creation is eagerly waiting for you to take your place. Get up. Start walking by faith. I don't care if you got zero dollars and zero cents in your bank account. I don't care if you got negative $55 in your bank account. Get up and walk. The Lord said that he is going to give you the wealth that you need. So you keep on pressing the mark. You keep on walking by faith until you see what the Lord said. It's not time to go back and be like, well, I ain't seen it again. I don't care how long it took you to see it. It's going to happen because God said he was. He said he was going to do it. He he swore by his name. He knows that you need the finances that you need to be able to conquer these cities of your enemies. He knows that. Do you do, do you trust them? Do you trust him? It's not about what you can see. It's not about what you can think. But it's by the power of God. 
Do you understand me? The enemy thought he won when he seen my Lord hanging on that cross. He thought he won, but he ain't think about that third day. And your third day is coming, says the Lord. It's the third day, says the Lord. And you shall see the, 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 the power of my life-giving spirit, says the Lord. He says, I'm blowing my breath on all the dry, dead places in your life, says the sovereign Lord. That's what he is doing. So that's what I need you to keep focused on. That's what I need you to keep in the forefront of your mind. I need you to keep that right at the top. What the Lord said and stop doubting what he said. Believe him. Stop letting the enemy live in your mind for free. You tell him where to go. Hallelujah. I'll tell him for you. The enemy could go straight to hell. That's where he could go. And he could fall there like a flash of lightning. Like the, like the Lord said, he seen him fall from heaven. You could fall to hell like a flash of lightning. That's what he could do. And that's how he can do it. By, by the word of my mouth, I send you to the pits of hell. That's what you got to say. In the name of Jesus. You better start reading your rights. You better start telling that enemy about your authority and your dominion. Don't let him trick you out your spot. You hear me? Do not let him trick you out your spot because he will try to trick you out your spot. Who Jesus. I'll tell you something. I was watching that movie enough, right? That's that movie with Jennifer Lopez and the dude was like beating her up and then she had a daughter. But then at the end, she started getting a personal trainer because she came to the conclusion, either he going to die or I'm going to die. One of us is going to die. And she said, it ain't going to be me. Okay. And that's the attitude I need you to have. And when she was training, right, the trainer had to, he had to um, prepare her for even if, even if he knocked her out. He had to prepare her. And he said, hold on to my voice. Who, Jesus? And when he said that, I thought about the Holy Spirit. He says, hold on to my voice. Who, Jesus? And you know what? He said, and, and like the coward he is, he is going to try to kick you. That's what the man said in the movie. He said, like the coward he is, he going to try to kick you. And guess what? He taught her how to prepare for when he tried to kick her. And let me tell you something. At the end of the movie, he tried to kick her. Because she had to, you know, she go watch the movie if you want to watch it. If not, don't look, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. If that's not a movie you feel like the Lord don't want you to watch, don't watch it. Okay? Ask the Lord to watch it before you click on it. Because you ain't going to stay Jane from within her beauty. Stay turn it on. Ask the Lord if you should watch it. But anyway, I watched it. And I used to watch that movie all the time. So, um, I was, so then, uh, what happened? So, try to think. So then, like, after he tried to kick her, she did the move. And, like, that's how she, like, killed them. But I'm saying this to you. You got to hold on to the Lord's voice because the enemy is a coward and he is going to try to get you at that opportune time. And the Lord got that one too waiting for him. He got that one too. And you got to hold on to his voice. The Lord has prepared you for this. His word is preparing you for this. And you got to be ready to give the enemy that quick one too. You can't be laying there agreeing with his voice. You can't be laying there allowing him to keep speaking to you. You can't say, you can't do that. Because he will try to devour you. Can I tell you something? He will try to devour you. I'll be sometimes I'll be sitting here like, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Cause I heard what the Lord said. You try to make me second guess what he's saying. I heard what thus saith the Lord. These ears hear what the Lord is speaking. These eyes see what the Lord is speaking. Do you hear me? 
You got to start declaring things over your life. You can't be sitting there, uh, laying there in agreement with what the enemy said. And then you want to be crying to the Lord. No, he want to apply pressure. So you apply pressure. Do you hear me? Do you know that the enemy runs at the sound of your voice? Because he, he feels that power in your voice. You got to speak to the mountain and tell that mountain it's going to uproot. And if you have a mustard seed of faith, that mountain will move. Do you hear me? You got uh, the anointing in your voice to move mountains. Do you hear me? To move rock. Do you hear me? That's what you got to know that about yourself. You got to know that about yourself. Okay. I done got so hyped, y'all. But this word is supposed to be a short word. But the power of God showed up. And who's going to tell the Lord that nah, we done? Not me. Because I'm going to keep going as the spirit leads me. Okay? Because the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Let me tell you something. You better get yours. But I know that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Okay, so I'm going to preach this word, child. I'm going to preach this word. And all I hear my father saying in the name of Jesus. Okay, because guess what? Guess what? I'm pulling you back. The enemy's been applying pressure. So I got to apply pressure. Do you hear me? He tried to sneak up on you when he thought you was weak. <laughs> but your sister's over here and I'm ready to hit him with that one too. So you can get back on your feet. He knocked you down for a second. But now I say, get up in the name of Jesus. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? I need you to say this. As the enemy applies pressure, I will apply pressure. Okay. Cause one of us is going to bust and it ain't going to be me. Okay, in the name of Jesus, Philly, I'ma let y'all go. I love y'all so, 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 so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.